Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. One for podcasting. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Here at Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. As promised, we're going to head to Chicago. He's our guy. He's David Kaplan, ESPN 1000. Cap joins us. Of course, NBC Sports SN. Uh, Cap joins us. Uh, White Sox and the Cubs both playing exceptionally well. Uh, both head to the respective cities that they played last night. Well, the White Sox come home, uh, but we'll see those same two uh, matchups again. Cap, Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you, Capper? All good. How are you boys doing? Everybody safe and healthy? Yeah, doing our best, my friend. Doing our best. Hey, Cap, just real quick. Uh, it's it's, hor- it's awful. NBC, it's not just them, but uh, uh, a couple of uh, familiar names that uh, colleagues of yours, um, times that we're living in, right? It's very difficult, and uh, sadly, the axe swung uh, all across the country, but it hit in Chicago as well. Yeah, it did. Some friends of mine, including my great producer, Tom Cooper, are no longer... Uh, employed at NBC Sports Chicago. I feel awful about it. Uh, my Sports Talk live show will not air any longer because they're not going to do any more of these linear shows. I don't think we're going to have, other than Baseball Night in Chicago, which just runs during the baseball season, mm-hmm. we're not going to have any linear shows other than pregames and postgames. So uh, it's disappointing, but it's a sign of the times. And you know, to be honest with you, the NBC folks, were amazing because everybody was getting paid their full salaries even throughout the pandemic. Hmm. And most companies, you know, you took major cuts yep. or people lost their jobs or got furloughed, and we didn't have any of that. They took care of everybody, and from what I've gathered, they were really, really good to people on the way out the door. But it just sucks. It's, yep. You know, Layla Rahimi's an amazingly talented person. Mm-hmm. Lawrence Holmes, same thing. And you know, my two of my camera guys. So, uh, yeah, I feel awful about them. I wish them all the best, and it is what it is. Do you know, Cap, what you're going to be doing going forward? I know your uh, your uh, your television show is out, as you mentioned. Do you, the, the, what are their plans for you? Have you been told yet? I have not, except I know that I'll be the one hosting Baseball Night in Chicago the nights that it runs, yep. a couple nights a week that we do that show. So I'll be doing that, and then uh, I do my Cubs podcast. We do a minimum of two a week, and... I cover the Cubs, so I do a lot of coverage of that, writing columns or whatever the case may be. So uh, as of right now, that, and I'm sure we're going to expand our 
sports gambling coverage, and I think I'll be heavily involved in that. Nice. Makes a whole lot of sense. Well, the Cubs get another victory last night. It was another hair-on-fire ninth (laughs) inning out of this bullpen. Uh, We were talking right before we uh, started here today with you, Cap, and uh, the, the tweet from Jesse Rogers. The Cubs, first in baseball and starters, ERA at 1.95, last in bullpen ERA at 7.55. It's a concern. How big of a concern is that bullpen for you? Massive, massive. Look, they're nine and two, and I'm thrilled that they're nine and two. Mm-hmm. My favorite team, White Sox, are off to a great start. Yep, I'm thrilled for them, and it's great for my city. But let's just be honest here. You know, they're not beating the 27 Yankees every <laughs> night. So, yeah. you know, they've gotten great starting pitching. It's awesome to see. But they beat the Brewers, who aren't very good. Mm-hmm. They beat the Reds, who have been banged up with uh, COVID-19 and some injuries. They played the Pirates, who are not very good. They played the Royals, who are not very good. So now they're going to get the Cardinals, who are going to be severely depleted if that series is played this weekend, and it sounds like it will be. So we've got you know, a lot of high hopes that it's a really good team. And I love the vibe and the energy. And you know, people are taking it as me being critical of Joe Madden when I said David Ross is doing an amazing job, and it's you know just a more professional feel around there. Look, Joe Madden gave me the greatest night of my sports life in November of 2016 when they won the World Series. This is not a shot at Joe Madden. It was time for the petting zoos and the circus and all that, the mm. magician, to, to move to the West Coast. And he'll win there, he'll get it turned around, and he's great, and he's a wonderful person. It was also time to address things that had fallen through the cracks. And so Theo said before the game last night, um, David's addressed things that have been lingering here for too long. Well, that's a direct shot at the former manager. It just is. You can tell me it isn't. I'm telling you that is. And so as I look at this team, let's see how they do when they have to play in Cleveland against Minnesota mm-hmm. and continue to win and then get to the playoffs and make something happen. But the vibe around there is sensational. Mm. Uh, Cap, uh, to Kimbrell in particular, and I saw your recap last night. And by the way, I really enjoy that, uh, the recap you okay. do on, on Twitter after after the game. Uh, what, I tried what to have can... fun with it. And we had Rizzo on yesterday, and he starts the interview. I said, Anthony, great to have you on again. And he said, I just got to tell you something. I watch every recap. <laughs> I'm does. sitting in my car watching those things. You make me laugh. That's good stuff. Uh, Kimbrell's uh, making uh, Cubs fans cry right now, Cap. What can they do with him? Ross came and got him quickly. I'm not sure he should have been in that spot to begin with, but I guess you got to go give him one more opportunity. Uh, to Ross's credit, he, he got the hook up very fast uh, when he knew this was, uh, wasn't going to work. Now what? Uh, as I said last night on that recap, and I'll say it on my radio show this morning, look, He's a good teammate. He still has good stuff. Not elite. He's not the Craig Kimbrough of the old. But he still has throwing 97, and he's still got pretty good movement. For whatever reason, his command isn't great. I don't know if he's tipping pitches. You just can't run him out there in a safe situation. You just can't. That's just a fact. They need to give him side sessions, towel drills, sim games, low leverage, whatever needs he has. They need to address, but no part of that should be, hey, we're playing in Kansas City tonight. We're up 3-2 to two going to the bottom of the ninth. Let's put Craig Kimbrell in. Can't do it. Just can't do it. So that's where it's at. It's disappointing. It's just a fact. 
Rowan Wick had a nice year for the Cubs last year uh, in the bullpen. He came in Saturday, cleaned up a mess. Monday uh, did the same thing. Long term, is this a viable option? I, I would guess Jeffress will probably be the guy, at least initially. But long term, how much upside do you see in Wick? Uh, I mean, he's got really good stuff. They yeah. gave him a four-out save the other day, and he got it done. Let's not forget, this guy was a position player that converted. And they got him oh. to San Diego in a minor trade and had a really good year last year. So I'm not ready to anoint him for the next Mariano Rivera, <laughs> the next Bruce Suter. Let's just see how it does. Give him. I like somebody knowing their role. And I like knowing that, hey, it's the ninth. Get up. You're hmm. throwing. I don't want to have, let's try Jeremy Jeffers today and let's try this guy tomorrow. But. You know, David Ross has way more analytical data at his fingertips than the three of us combined. So I'm going to trust him. I really like how he's managing this baseball team, and I love that he walked out and took the ball from Kimbrough because I'm not convinced. I said this to you guys after the first win of the season when Hendricks threw a complete game. No way Joe Madden lets him complete that game. No way. And I still believe Joe Madden would have walked out there yesterday when the game was already lost, that he would have said, Hey, man, that's my closer, and I let him go for it. Mm. Uh, David looked and went, nope, you're out. I, I like that. Centurion, spons- uh, Centurion Stone sponsors uh, David Kaplan. Cap, uh, Tyler Chatwood, unbelievable. Alec Mills, unbelievable. Jeffers has been brought up in the conversation. But how about Chatwood and Mills and the uh, boost that they've given uh, that starting five? Amazing. Now, again, we just got done talking about the teams that they've played have either been substandard or the Reds case dealing with some guys out of the lineup. So let's just let this play out. You know, there's a lot of people screaming. Well, when Katana's ready to go, he just drops right back into rotation and Mills goes to the bullpen or Chatwood. They haven't done anything to deserve not being in the rotation. So I'm going to leave them there. Let's see how they pitch. Uh, let's see how the Cubs are doing. They're off to a 9-2 start. You're playing Kansas City again today. Wake up. Everybody knows the rule. Find a way to right. win a baseball game. Whatever it takes. You know, it's 2 nothing. the other day. Everyone's like, well, where's the offense? You're not going to hit like that every day, and you're not going to score 12 runs every day. So wake up, get something to eat, get to the park, and find a way to win a baseball game. Let's go to the south side. The White Sox with another win. Giolito good for the second straight start after struggling his first outing against the Twins. This White Sox squad, they can swing it. Carnacion is not swinging it very well, and he got banged up uh, last night. But overall, this is a, a team that looks to be a playoff team. With the expansion of the playoffs this year, at the very least it appears, this White Sox team is going to be a playoff team. You agree with that? Uh, I do if these injuries don't mm. come back to collapse their young team. I mean, tell me Nick Madrigal's not seriously hurt. Tell me Edwin Encarnacion's not seriously hurt. Tell me Carlos Rodon's not seriously hurt. Tell me that Ronaldo Lopez is not seriously hurt and can resume you know, his up-and-down career but has really elite stuff. You've got a lot of guys that are banged up, and if you keep losing guys in a 60-game season where you may not get them back, that's a problem. So let's see how their rotation does. Is Dylan Cease you know, the elite arm, because they only have two in Giolito and Keiko. Now, if Cease is really good, gives you three, I think you're in a lot better position. Mm. 
Cap, uh, you, you mentioned to tap the brakes a little bit on the Cubs uh, looking at the teams that they've beaten. You know, you go back to the first week of the season, the three against the Twins, uh, had three against the Indians. One was rained out, it was supposed to be four. So they started uh, two and four, but have got hot lately. And in, the, and in that span, I mean, we've, we've seen a lot of Royals, we've seen a lot of Brewers. So maybe is this, I don't want to say fool's goal, because I do like this team, but I guess you've got to take the schedule and who the White Sox are beating uh, when you uh, when you talk about them and their place in the standings. Yeah, no question. Milwaukee's not a very good team. I mean, I'd like to know who kidnapped Christian Yelich and put this impossible yeah. in his body. Right. He looked horrible. Uh, Ryan Braun, banged up. Lorenzo Cain, opt out. Just not a very good team. They'll win, you know, they'll win some games. They'll beat some people. They beat the Cubs once. But, yeah, that, that team doesn't look very good. Uh, the Reds have had their ups and their downs. For the White Sox, you know, they're going to get the Cardinals next week. Probably no Molina, no DeYoung, and who knows mm-hmm. who is out. So, you know, they're they're going to have their opportunity. I think the NL Central right now looks to be the worst division in baseball. It just does. That sets up really well for the Cubs and should get them a chance to pile up wins and have a really good record getting to the postseason. And the Sox, they just have to address these injuries. A pivotal game three tonight for the Blackhawks as they face off against the Oilers. Got the first game of that five-game series, 6-4. Oilers came back in a big way. They were Connor McDavid. Yes, and McDavid's been outstanding in this quick series at this point. Cap, is it just they got the one game, go home, drive home safely? (laughs) Is this thing destined to be 3-1? You know, they were really good on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Really good. Um I'm excited to stay up late tonight, watch that game. Uh, it's it's a challenge. First of all, you're playing in Edmonton, and while there may not be 22,000 screaming maniacs there because it's a hockey town, <clears throat> there will be you know, that vibe in the streets and that vibe for these players that they're playing at home. They should be more comfortable now that they've got it tied 1-1. The thing that concerns me is the team speed. If you go back... I don't know if you guys watched the game the other night. That second goal of Connor McDavid, where he settled down a bouncing puck, and then it popped up again, and he settles it down so calmly with his hands, and at the same time, skating like 700 miles an hour Mm -hmm. as he went by Slater Cuckoo and then went top shelf on Corey Crawford, who had zero chance to stop that. I mean, that was literally one of the most breathtaking moves I'd ever seen. It was unbelievable. So I'm excited to watch the game tonight, hopefully – Corey Crawford's better than he was the other night. Yeah, he needs to be. And I couldn't agree with you more about Connor McDavid, Cap. I've, I, honestly, this is not hyperbolic. I've never seen anybody with the speed and the combination of speed and hands that he does. A lot of guys have great hands. A lot of guys have good speed, but they don't have that package. And McDavid hands it. Patrick Kane's a terrific player, but he's just not... Me, Connor McDavid outraced him to the net, and Patrick Kane's quick. Uh, it's it's unbelievable to watch. Here's the here's the bright spot cap for all the teams that get eliminated in the first round. One of those teams is going to get the first overall pick. The lottery's already happened. The first overall pick is going to fall into one of these teams that loses uh, in this five games uh, five game series. It's going to fall into their lap. Yeah, it's going to be Alexis Lafreniere. Yep. Who they're comparing to Sidney Crosby? No, he's not. Sidney Crosby said the kid's going to go down as one of the right. 10 greatest players in the history of the sport, perhaps. So I can't take some 17, 18-year-old kid and go, yep, there's one of the 10 best players in the history right. of the great sport of hockey, but he's really talented. And man, oh man, you can drop him in Oof. for the Chicago Blackhawks next year. I actually would tell you, pound me tonight, 
pound me <laughs> on Friday, no. and I'm all in on getting Alexis Lafreniere. So, a little basketball for you, Cap. We know you cover a lot of college basketball during the season. We hope there's college basketball. Those Iowa-Illinois games, mm. the two that we saw last season, were epic. With DeSumo coming back along with Kofi Coburn, this is a preseason, certainly top 15 team, and I've seen them, I think, as high as number 60 fighting Illini. I was expected to be very good this season. How much buzz is there for Illinois? This is a program that hasn't been to the NCAA tournament since 2013, which is unthinkable for that basketball program. But what was the return of those two guys? What did it do to the buzz for Illinois basketball? Uh, What it did for... Illinois basketball, because we're in a pandemic, it, it, it's been overshadowed because people still aren't sure we're going to play. But people around the program, they are through the roof with excitement. Uh, one of my kids is an Illinois graduate. He can't believe how excited he is for the season. So it's cool. Tell me we're going to play, and then I think it'll really, really start to grab some attention in Chicago because they can win the national title. That's how good they are. Hmm. Cap, have a wonderful week. Appreciate you coming on. We'll talk to you in a week's time. Thank you, Capper. All the best, boys. Stay safe and healthy. Have a great day. You do the same, pal. David Kaplan joining us. Centurion Stone of Iowa makes it possible. Showrooms now open. Centurion Stone of Iowa. Let me take a minute and tell you about them. Uh, If you're in the market for manufactured uh, natural stone to accent or to update your interior fireplace perhaps someplace in the uh in down uh down in the uh, man cave or outside centurion stone offers variety of styles patterns and colors for every one of those needs over 200 color and pattern combinations centurion stone of iowa you'll find them at 5525 northeast 22nd street 5525 northeast 22nd street or you can find them online centurionstoneofiowa.com uh justin luch and joe farron and the whole crew over there and we appreciate their support of making it possible for us to speak with the cap man um which team do you like better in Chicago. You have to bet one of them right now. Who's going to have the most wins? One of them right now is, has nine. That'd be the Cubs. White Sox have seven in the win column so far. Once we get through the 60, mm-hmm. here's a prop for you. Who's going who's gonna to win more games now that we know both teams off to decent starts? Well, I get the jump start with the Cubs. And who's good on the NL Central outside of the Cubs? Yeah. Uh, who's Nobody good on the else AL is even... Central? Oh, <laughs> Well, you have the Indians you with got maybe two teams. Yeah, you have the Indians with maybe the best rotation in baseball. Though the Cubs have the best ERA of the starters. Bieber an off night point. last night, only yeah. eight strikeouts. Yeah, he's struggling all he of a is, sudden. Yeah, you have, of course, this White Sox team, and then the Twins who continue to mash and get it done yesterday. Yeah, I, I think uh, it's the Cubs, and I think I probably have to lay some juice on that one. What minus one forty, something like that, with the Cubs mm-hmm. at this point. I think that'd still be the direction I'd go, though. Uh, we will take a time out. Uh, we're going to uh, go north, speaking of directions we're going to go. Is that what we're going to do? Talk some Minnesota sports next? Yeah, John Shipley, Pioneer Press. He's been with them for a very long time. A guy that went to school at the University of Iowa. has been in Minneapolis, though, for a long, long time. We're going to talk about the Gophers, what happened with them, with the news with Bateman, the new schedule that mm-hmm. came out certainly today that we touched on a lot. We'll talk about the Twins. We'll talk about the Wild last night. No big surprise that the Canucks came back the way they did last night. I was watching, and boy, the uh, how late did you stay with it last night with the Wild game? 
Uh, through the first period. Through the first period. Yep. Okay, it was when they, they gave up lead. It was 1-1 in the second. Had a power play. It was just terrible effort there. And then turn it over, right, right as yeah. it went back to even advantage. It, just an awful turnover that led to the goal that made it 2-1 in the Canucks. They can uh, win that series, though, Trent. They I can. believe they will. You think so? Yeah, I do. I think they'll win the series. Boy, I hope you're right. Yeah, I do too. I'd love to see because the, the Hawks, uh, Blackhawks are going to be done. Obviously, it doesn't matter what the Blues do. They're just playing for seeding right, right now. Uh, so they're going to be in. But I do believe that the Wild are going to get past the the, the Canucks. We'll, we shall see. Uh, so let's do this. Uh, KXNO and iHeart want to help you with your bills. Text the keyword THANKS to 200. 200 right now. It's your chance to win $1,000. That's thanks to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Back with more Miller & Condon next. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller & Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Miller and Condon, welcome back. Just past 11.30. Take you up until noon. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Well, we just left Chicago. Let's head north, shall we? To the Twin Cities we shall go, where the Minnesota Wild are tied up in their series. The Twins are off to a rollicking start in the AL Central. The Vikings are getting underway training camp-wise. Then there's the Timberwolves, uh, who are not (laughs) participating in the bubble. Uh, and the Gophers, we'll see what their season is going to be like as the Big Ten released their schedule. They do not have Bateman a uh, blow offensively. John Shipley joins us from the St. Paul Pioneer Press. John Trent and Ken, thank you for coming on. How are you, John Shipley? I'm well. How are you guys? Doing pretty well. You know, let's start with the Twins. We're just off to a uh, an unbelievable start. Um, they just, they're going to outscore everybody, seemingly. That lineup is daunting. What's your biggest concern when you look at the way this team is constructed right now? Would have to be starting pitching, I guess, if you're trying to poke holes. Would that where you would be poking, John? Uh, no, I, it's been really good so far. Um, and they, the, I guess they do have a couple injuries right now. But, I don't know, it looks pretty solid. It looks better than it was last year. I mean, Odorizzi hasn't even pitched yet. Yep. And they're 9-2. and two. Um, I think they're just so much better than your average team, that like they were last year, that they're going to beat you know, average to crummy teams. And then I, I think the Indians are pretty good, and they just shut them down. Uh, I was at that series, and then it, it was they were all close games. The Twins didn't hit a lot of homers, and they and they won you know, three out of four. So my I guess my biggest concern would be guys that had – Really good years last year, like Garver. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he doesn't do it again, but he's a catcher, so you know that's okay. Um, I'm not sure how reliable a hitter Cave is, but I think in that lineup, it almost doesn't matter. There's always <laughs> someone behind you that can hit. Yeah. You know, if you can draw a walk, they're very they're very good, and I I think it would be the most Minnesota thing ever if they called this season off because. <laughs> Then everyone in Minnesota can say that it was fate and that they had they were going to win the World Series, like the '94 Expos. Yeah, yeah, it kind right, of exactly it, has that kind of feeling. You know, John, uh, you mentioned this team, just how good they are, how talented they are. Take us inside of the ballpark. Have you gone and covered a game at the ballpark? The yeah, yeah. I, I saw yeah. a couple of tweets from you. Just how odd it has to be. Take us inside, kind of a day to day, going through and and covering a game. Well. 
I was actually I was talking to Pat Rice about this, and he was joking around that he's like, should I write a pro-pandemic uh, column? Because this has been great. <laughs> no surprise, um, Royce, he loves it. Yeah, yeah, but he, you know, he was mostly kidding. But, you, you know, you, you, we park in the lot behind the park. There's no traffic, so you just go right in. You get your temperature taken when you go in, and you fill out a, a waiver form, you know, like, have you had a fever? Are you around anyone mm. that's had a fever? That kind of stuff. But I, I will say this, that... I hate to admit this, but now that there are games on, it's, there's almost no advantage to being there um, in terms of as a reporter. Mm-hmm. You have no uh, individual access to anybody. Right. It's all on Zoom. You could sit and watch the game at home and do virtually the same job as a reporter who's there. Um, it's kind of pleasant, and it's what, surprised, what has surprised me is that you, you get involved in the game. You, you kind of forget that there's no one there hmm. and it's still good baseball and they're still all trying to win and you can get wrapped up in it still. Interesting. So that, uh, that the paperwork that you had to fill out, is it, is, is it an MLB logo at the top of the letterhead or is it the twins? Do you remember? Is it MLB that I guess I'm well, consistent throughout yeah, every ballpark? It's the, it's consistent through the ballpark through, cause it's all MLB rules. Gotcha. And, and that includes limiting the press box to 35 reporters. And I, I will say that it hasn't been close to 35 on really? any day that I've been there. And I've been down there. I've been there almost every home game. Well, most every. Um, you know, for instance, Cleveland didn't travel a reporter. Um, I don't know if Pittsburgh did, but I doubt it. You know, papers are trying to save money. They don't have a lot of money anymore. And sending spending money to send someone to one of these games is kind of ridiculous, to be honest. It's a complete waste of money. You're you're paying, you know, a thousand bucks for a dateline. Mm. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good point. Uh, Sid Hartman, he's not down there, is he? Is he made it to the ballpark? I have not. No, in fact, I was just talking to someone about that yesterday. I have not seen Sid. He's still with us. Yeah. But uh, and I think he had talked about going to the games, but he hasn't been there, and I, I don't, you know. Zoom is probably not Sid's best uh, medium right now. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he's just, yeah, there's no reason. There's really almost no reason for anyone to be there. I, I, I honestly, you know, when they were just doing practice, it made sense because, like, when Buxton got hurt, mm-hmm. the only people that saw it were the 10 people in the in the press box. So it was news for about 15 minutes. But now it's all on TV. So it's, it's kind of depressing, to be honest, as a reporter. Um. It, that you can't, that you're just so limited. Your creativity only goes so far anymore in, in reporting on this stuff. John, you have the Twins off to a great start. The Viking season on the horizon. Even the Gophers, uh, a lot of expectations for them, even with the news of Bateman. But it is the self-proclaimed state of hockey. What's getting the most buzz right now in the Twin Cities? The return of hockey, the Twins hot start, Vikings training camp. Which is the one that you'd put at the top of the list? To the Twins. Well, the Twins right now, I because they're playing. Right. The, the, oh, I guess the Wild are playing too. But it, they're in Edmonton. There's nobody there. Mm-hmm. I think the Strip Center reporter. Um, the games that both games have been at nine thirty at night. So, for instance, I watched uh, the other night because I came home from the Twins game and I was still up and I watched the game and I, I you know, I and when I think when it was two to nothing, I went to bed. I, 
there, there isn't a lot of excitement about the Wild. I don't think people think they really have a shot, mm-hmm. even if they won this. Uh, they they, they kind of know that this will be over soon. Right. You know, the Timberwolves, at least, they didn't have to go. Um, and then, you know, football, there, sh- there should be, I mean, right now, go for football should be huge. But I just don't think they're going to play, and I mm-hmm. think most people probably get the same feeling. I, I don't see how they do it. I think the NFL will try and won't finish the season, but, I, boy, I just have a feeling that within the next few weeks, the Big Ten and everyone else is going to say, yeah, we're going to bag it. Yeah, I, 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 unfortunately, I feel the same way as you, John. I almost feel guilty picking up a Phil Steele or looking at the Big Ten right. schedule that was re- re- released today. You know, basketball, we're certainly, as, as Big Ten fans, or, or you know, no, seeing the news in the Big Ten that, uh, that both Kofer and DeSoma were back for Illinois. Of course, Garza here, Marcus Carr up with the uh, with the Gophers. Uh, that That's exciting. Do you, Where are you as far as college? basketball if if you're you know kind of um leaning to not seeing college football this year as i believe most people uh deep down uh they don't want to admit it but in their hearts they realize probably a long shot where are you with college basketball this year Do, what uh, likelihood we're going to see if nothing else conference play i think i think they'll try to they'll certainly try to play basketball you know, the thing about football is it's the one sport i mean it's the worst adaptable sport to a pandemic um, you can make an argument maybe that basketball, like baseball, that you could play basketball. I know they're all huffing and puffing on each other, but you could make an argument that it's doable. So I, my guess is they'll try, and they're going to be so desperate for TV money. Yeah, uh, I mean, they're, college, college sports are in big trouble right now, and I'm not sure everyone quite realizes that. They, they're going to lose a lot of money, and they're all in debt to the, to the gills. Um, a lot of them are... They, they never make money. So things are going to change. You're going to start dropping more sports. And the only thing that's going to is that TV and revenue and ticket money. And my guess is basketball will try to play with very few, if any, fans at first, and then they'll just see how it goes. I think it's the only thing that makes sense, and, and we're going to see that happen because the financial impact, it is so great here. And athletic departments, they – they rely on that TV money, but they also rely a whole lot on the ticket money. University yeah. of Iowa, $23 million in just football ticket revenue a year ago. That goes away. Yeah, the $50 million check from BTN and Big Ten television partners in general, that's great, but there's a lot more that goes into it. Hey, I want to go another angle with you, John. We're talking to John Shipley right now from the St. Paul Pioneer Press. And it's high school sports up in Minnesota, the decision to move football, volleyball, a few other things into the spring. I think it'll be a March start for football. We're seeing players from across uh, the nation descend here into our state wanting to play high school sports. What the reaction has been up in Minnesota with this decision and, and what it's going to mean, a possibility, maybe a few kids making their way across the border here to the state of Iowa. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if that might happen, but it's interesting. I saw... Um... The, the register story about that it was mm-hmm. fascinating i um i don't people here you know i live in minneapolis so i don't know what it's like out in the rural areas where you know it might be a bigger deal on a friday night but i don't sense i don't there's no one here that really seems to be surprised by any of this so mm-hmm. i don't think there's a lot of outrage i do i will say though i went to the the saints last night they had fans at the stadium did oh, they yeah. really so they were the first yeah they had 1500 people and i went out and the people i talked to there and the couple emails i've gotten this morning they 
they are people that kind of feel like this thing is maybe a little bit overblown and and that they've been ready for this and so I, i'm getting the sense that there's a, a there are a lot of people out there that are just think this is all silly i don't know how much how many how many you know who they'll tell that to um but I think they're ready. I think a lot of people would go to these games um, and maybe not wear masks. But there's definitely a, a, an undercurrent um, of people who are who who feel like we're ready as a country. I don't personally think that's the case, but there are people who are ready to go. So I don't know what that would be like in in other towns right now. They might be irate. Um, but in the in the cities in the suburbs, there doesn't seem to be the outrage over that. It seems to make sense. And right now, everyone doesn't even know if the kids are going back to school hmm. in, in in the classroom. So the football just seems to make sense. And volleyball, I don't. I, you could probably make a case that you could play volleyball, but not football. Interesting. You know, I didn't realize that the Saints were even playing. So the Northern League got underway this year. Yeah, they they started in. On July third, I think, okay. and they and they're playing in the bubbles, little bubbles, and the. Um, Do they let the teams go to Winnipeg? Because Canada is such a. Is Winnipeg still in that league? I believe, right? The gold. Think, yeah, I think Winnipeg. I think Winnipeg is one of the bubbles. I think it's Sioux Falls and Winnipeg. I don't quote me on this, but the, the Saints have been in Sioux Falls for a month and played almost thirty games, and then tonight, last night was the first night they've come back. So they, they've been playing in these little, and no one's gotten sick, apparently. Um, we'll see what happens now that they're here. Yeah, so they've been playing. And so there were 1,500, I mean, they, they, they offered 1,500 seats, and they essentially sold all but 10 of them. <laughs> so there are people that want to come out. Yeah. And, yeah, it was it was interesting. It didn't seem crazy. You know, it didn't seem like dangerous. They took everyone's temperature before they went in, and I'd say ninety percent of the people. Well, they everyone went that went in was wearing a mask, and they were so spread out, probably at least by ten yards, that it seemed in there outside. It seemed, you know, it seemed okay. Yeah, we did it. Just did it down here. We got through the state tournament in Principal Park here in downtown Des Moines. Hi, hey, last oh. thing for you, John. I, there is starting to be some talk now. Uh, once that uh, if. And it looks like the Major League Baseball will get through the season, fingers crossed. If they get through the regular season, last thing they want to do is have to bag the postseason, right? They want to crown a champion. There is starting to be some talk about putting the Major League Baseball teams, playoff teams, in a bubble for postseason. Trent makes a great point. It would have to be Arizona, you would think, with all the spring training facilities around there. Has there been any talk in the Twin Cities about a bubble knowing that the Twins in all likelihood are going to be one of those teams that would be sent to that bubble because they've got postseason written all over yeah. them. You know, I haven't talked to anyone about that, but I, I will say I, I talked to some people on Monday, and they're dubious about the season being finished. Um, I, I had someone mention that, you know, maybe some of these teams will finish the season with 45 games, only 45 mm -hmm. games played. And I mentioned that to a baseball person. I said, yeah, that's not going to happen. They, they don't want people just playing 45 games. And then another one told me that he said, I don't even know how they're going to make up the 21 games they've missed already. So this, they need to play a, a good solid three, four weeks 
with no one getting sick and no, and no postponements really to get this thing back on track. I think the uh, MLB players, I think they got a jolt here watching the Cardinals yeah. and the and the Marlins and uh, the Phillies. Uh, I, I think, well, I hope anyways that the message finally sunk in just how cautious everybody has to be if they're going to pull this off. John, great to speak with you. Uh, we do enjoy these conversations uh, when we do get an opportunity to have you on as we head to the Twin Cities. Thank you, John Shipley. All right, guys. Stay in touch. Thanks. Yeah, good to talk to you. John Shipley, St. Paul Pioneer Press. Would be weird covering a game <laughs> by his own admission. I don't need to be there. Yeah. You can this ask. is going to change, Trent. Will will once the pandemic's gone, mm-hmm. will radio guys go on the road with the team? Will will radio whoever has the uh, the property will they want to write a check for those hotel rooms for eighty two right. or eighty one nights a year in the on the road? I don't know for baseball, for basketball at the professional level. Football is one thing because you're talking about limited NFL. It's eight road games. Right. For college, it's four or five that you're going on the road. But when you're talking about 81 games and, and the staff that goes along with it, it's not just going out there and putting a couple of radio guys and sending them. There's production. There's engineers. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that more that goes into it. We're seeing it can work. You can still yep. spin a yarn. You can still talk about the game, and you can still see most everything off mm-hmm. the television monitor. Is it as good as it could be? No. But is it good enough? Probably. It's good enough. Right. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's going to change things, no doubt about it. We'll take a uh, timeout, our final one of the program. Come back, wrap things up. You got to play tonight? Got a few. Okay, well, I just give Heavy us your handed. best one. Okay. When we come back, Trent's Lock of the Week. <laughs> the, uh, Feels good to talk about that it again, does. doesn't it? I, the Fanatics were picking on my Jets yesterday. Oh, were they? Well, they were right. It's the lock. Flames are a lock. They were a lock. They it was a, a cinch. Free money. It was almost free money. Uh, we will uh, find out who Trent likes tonight. We come back. Miller and Condon, uh, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460, KXNO and 106. NCMIC, NCMIC, would like us to remind you about the farmer's markets taking place. There are three of them taking place here on Wednesday. Indianola, their farmer's market. They're twice weekly, Saturday, but also Wednesday uh, from 2 until 6. That's at the Warren County Fairgrounds. Waukee, Triangle Park on 6th Street, Nashworth, tonight from 4 until 7. And our friends in Bondurant, 6 to 8 tonight, uh, Main Street Southeast at the corner there, Grain Street. So three farmer's markets, NCMIC, asks us to remind you of those on a daily basis, and we'll try to do that. All right. You wanted to play. Give me one winner. I got you one winner in each sport. How about that? Okay. I'm all ears. Let's start late night with hockey. Okay. I'm going easy, taking the Oilers, but I'm going to lay a goal and a half. Do it. I'm getting plus 195. If you lay a goal and a half, you get plus 195. Plus 195. Love that one. Did that the other night with the Oilers, Blackhawks, and jumping back on the train again. Let's go to the NBA this afternoon. Oh. Nuggets. Minus three and a half. Like that a lot. That number seems... And who are they playing? A tick low. They have the Spurs. Spurs played well the other day. Mm-hmm. I think the Nuggets are much better yep. than the Spurs. So I'm going to lay the three and a half there, and then I'm going to finish up with baseball. We're going to stay with Chicago. Which one? The White Sox. Uh, Keuchel tonight, right? Keuchel on the mound, and it's only money line, only minus 115. Brewers, uh, what is you know? Cappy brought up what is wrong with Christian Yelich? We had that huge injury last year. You think that's what it is? I, it has to be. I, it, right, yeah, 
I mean, this guy is way too talented to be hitting as poorly so as he I is. I think he's in the top three players in the game. Yeah, in terms of talent, there's uh-huh. no doubt. Guy won an MVP two years ago, and mm-hmm. he was on his way last year before right. the injury hit. I think it's as simple as that. I, I hope it's as simple as yeah, that. Yeah, me too. And that he's going to bounce back, and we'll see the real Christian Yelich last year because he is a fun, fun player to watch. But three plays for you, White Sox, Nuggets, Oilers, minus one and a half. Dobnik for your twins tonight? Have you ever looked at his career numbers? No. They're ridiculous. Are they bad or good? Good. The bespeckled man out there for well, the Twins. Well, when did he pitch last? Uh, Friday, right? Didn't he follow the Bieber start? Yep. Yeah. He uh, And he was really good was. in that one. Here it is. I, I got to bring up the official career numbers. Career ERA, 1.45. What? <laughs> 1.45. Last year, his that gets you to Cooperstown. It does. If he continues on this pace, Dominic, pretty good dude. And that's your number, probably seven, eight starter. Jeez. Maybe says a little something about this Twins team. Yeah, maybe, maybe they won't be the seventh starter when it's all said and done if he keeps going like that. Uh, you Darvish tonight for the Cubbies. Mm-hmm. They head to Kansas City. All right, that's going to do. Appreciate you being here with us. Zubin Mahente is going to join us tomorrow late in the program. Look forward to Zubin uh, each and every opportunity to get to speak with him. Murph and Andy coming away to the Fanatics at 4. You're hosting Hawk Central tonight at Will 6. Will be, yes. Myself and Mark Ebert. You've had a busy day. Morning rush tomorrow at 6. Thanks for being here. It's Miller and Condon, 4. 1460 106.3 FM.